Welcome to the How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. My name is Christine. I'm a mental health nurse practitioner who got coronavirus in April of 2020 and had long COVID symptoms for months. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting better until I healed myself through unwinding my childhood conditioning. This is my story on how coronavirus saved my life and how I healed myself along with others sharing their own personal stories and how they are navigating through their own healing. Hello to all of my listeners of How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. I am so over the moon with how many people who are now listening who have told me in the grocery store, on a phone call, at work, on how much this podcast has helped them. So I am so happy that people are finding benefit and finding the tools that help them heal through my journey and my experience and my story. Quite frankly, I have been in sort of a creative slump, I guess you could say, feeling stagnant, not knowing what I want to do. I have all these episodes I've recorded but haven't published because, oh, judging myself, um, not knowing if the words I'm saying are coming out right. But I've had an epiphany this evening. Fuck that. <laughs> I am not going to let myself hold myself back because there was some sort of conditioning inside of me that is doing that, saying, you can't do this. What do you think you're doing? Imposter syndrome, you know, whatever it is. So I was sort of in the slump. I came home to a quiet house. I was like, why do I feel so unhappy? Why do I feel so unhappy? And so then I pulled my journal out and wrote a list of all the things that were bothering me, such as, you know, need to get maintenance on my car, you know, regular maintenance. Um, I need to go pay this one thing off. And so whatever, yada, yada, yada. So just feeling not creative and haven't been making myself a priority, been making my full-time job at the hospital a priority. And so I wrote the things down that were bothering me. And then I wrote the things I am proud of. And the first thing I wrote was myself. And then the list kept going on and on. It's hard to see the things you've accomplished when you're stuck in your head, when you're stuck in your thoughts. That's why journaling and writing stuff out is so important because it uses a different part of your brain and you can look at it as is this really true? Is this a big deal? Is this a priority? So I'm happy that I did that. Then I also realized I haven't really been listening to my music lately. It's been just work and then quiet. Turns music on and started going, Christine, you are limitless. You are powerful. You are a force. So I've decided before each episode, I am going to put a few mantras that speak to me 
and that I hope speak to you that can help you. So my mantra today is I am limitless and I am powerful. I create beautiful experiences and I am fucking amazing. How Coronavirus Saved My Life, Episode 39, The Gratitude. Living in gratitude, waking up with gratitude, starting off my day with writing five things I'm grateful for has impacted my life in so many beautiful ways. I keep a journal. I write things that I'm grateful for. I know scientifically when I write and start my day off with gratitude, I will release oxytocin, which is a chemical, our love chemical, our love hormone. And when I start off my day with gratitude, I'm starting off with love for myself. I didn't realize that over the years, I have had written certain journal entries. Back in 2006, December 12th, I wrote a journal entry, and I'm going to read it to you. I wrote, on December 12, 2006, I wrote, I feel so ugly and fat, and I am tired of it. I am 29 years old. I have no confidence anymore when it comes to my looks. I look at all my friends' pictures and think how wonderful they look. Meanwhile, I have a double chin, huge stomach, and legs. I wished I felt good about myself, but I don't. I feel bloated all the time, out of breath, lazy. I feel depressed and want to do something about it. I don't like myself. I don't like my picture taken because I am ugly and fat. My self-esteem is getting lower and lower as each day passes. My hair doesn't even look good anymore. I feel like shit because I take things out on my husband because I don't feel good about myself. I need help. I am happy in every aspect of my life but this. I wrote this on December 12th, 2006. I decided I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to pull out a journal that I wrote on December 12th in 2020. This was the year that I had coronavirus. April 2020 is when I got coronavirus and I had what I call the shift. The shift of being tired of the shit. (laughs) So, pulled out my journal from 2020, December 12th, 2020. I wrote, thank you for this moment. I have gratitude where this is a comfortable feeling. It is no longer part of my story. I'm going to sit with its anxiety and comfort in the discomfort. I also added the numbers 12, 12, 20, 20, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 4 twos. And I looked it up and I said, I wrote, duality, balance, and intuition. The numbers 2222 
represent this situation requires balance, diplomacy, cooperation, and trust. Remember that you can fully trust the universe even as you trust other humans to be human. You do not require saving. Wow, that may seem kind of strange. Then I flipped the page over. I was still writing. Everything I need is within me. <sighs> wow. I, when I read the journal entry from 2006, that 29-year-old me, at first I felt sad. And actually, what's really cool is I can't quite remember feeling that bad about myself. I have worked through so much stuff in my life that I don't even recognize that person. But when I read that journal entry from 2006, I felt sad for her for a brief moment. And then I stopped and I said, she had to go through that to get to where she is now. If you were to look at a picture of me 10 years ago, you would not even recognize me. I look older, fatter, unhappy. I was probably a bitch, frustrated, just completely unhappy with life. And now I am a worthy person. I live with gratitude. And I know the things that I went through in life had purpose. The things that I struggled with, the suffering, is the reason why I'm here on this earth. How beautiful is it that I have come so far? I love that I have written evidence for my past self, way past self from 2006. That poor broken soul that I smile because I know <laughs> that poor broken soul was actually not broken. She just didn't know her gifts, her power, her magnetism. She did not know, damn, she was freaking worthy of it all. And so I love that my past self wrote these things because it shows me and gives me evidence of how far I've come and how I had little evidence that I was ugly, fat, I looked terrible. I had no evidence of it. It was a story that was created by my broken parents. It was a story that was not true. And I actually love to be able to see and look at this and go, wow, you were living in that story for a very long time. But eventually that story got old. And I love that I can now look at my own journal entries and writing from a couple of years ago and see how far I've come see how far I have unwound that freaking childhood conditioning 
We all have a story we tell ourselves about who we are, what kind of things we are, our characteristics, where we've come from. But it's actually a story that's not true. Interesting that I wrote, my hair doesn't even look good anymore. Despite my body image and all that, I always knew I had good hair. But I must have felt really bad if I couldn't even see that my hair looked good. But what I love about myself from 2006, the 29-year-old me, is I did have some sort of awareness where I knew that I was taking things out on my husband because I did not feel good about myself. And so that part of the story from 2006, the 29-year-old me, that actually makes me sad because I would never want to inflict pain on anybody. I would never want to cause distress, rejection, isolation, worry, anxiety, um, low self-esteem in another person. But I can imagine in 2006, the 29-year-old me, who did not feel good about herself, was probably not very fun to be married to. I'm trying not to beat myself up for that because I didn't know. I had awareness, but I didn't know how to deal with it. I wrote the words, I need help, but I didn't know how to help myself. And I did not know that it was safe to actually reach out for help or what help would look like. So I give myself grace. I forgive myself. I forgive that 29-year-old girl who did not feel good about herself whatsoever and was probably not very nice to her husband. I give her grace because she was doing the best she could. She did not feel her best. And so when you don't feel your best, you don't treat people the best, right? So I look at my life and go, wow, Christine, you have overcome so much in the last few years. That vibration of me not feeling good about myself went on for a very long time. I remember when I was a child, knowing I was here for a reason and a purpose. But all of that reason and purpose and mission, the mission why I was here, got super clouded by those broken people who raised me and all that conditioning, that story. I started to tell myself, and as I have unwound all those things, and continue, by the way, it's never ending. Healing never stops. It goes on the rest of our lives. While that may seem exhausting, I will tell you, it is so much better than writing feeling that way about yourself, feeling ugly, feeling horrible. Healing is a journey. Healing is a choice. Healing is a choice we are all worthy of. 
I had no worthiness because I was raised by a narcissistic mother. I didn't even know she was narcissistic till a couple of years ago, year and a half ago. And I'm a mental health expert. And I didn't even know that I had a mother who was narcissistic. I know that I am worthy. There will be times where I will get anxiety or uncertainty, but it's not quite as strong as it used to be because I can regulate my nervous system now with the tools and techniques that I have done over and over. For example, if I, I know that now in my own experience that if I feel anxious, that anxiety is usually attached to a memory and I may not know what the memory is. And so then I ask the universe, show me what it is. And then when I started doing that, the memory that was attached to that anxiety would usually pop up maybe a day or so later. But now when I do it, because I know that I'm safe and that it's okay, and I know that anxiety is my body's way of purging something. So now when I say, universe, show me, man, the memory pops up within 30 minutes to an hour. And then I go, wow. And I know that I'm going to grieve something. I know that I'm going to be upset. I know it's going to suck. And I know that I'm going to re-experience that suffering. But it's important for me to experience that suffering. Because I would stuff that memory down with food, drugs, alcohol, Toxic relationships, working so much, being busy all the time, super goal-oriented, constantly busy. I would stuff those things down with all of that. And so now I pause, allow the memory to come up, grieve it, cry, whatever I need to do, and thank it for coming up. Because then I know that afterwards, after I release it, then something good is coming my way, an opportunity, or maybe I get creative. I'll start getting super creative because scientifically, energy never dies. It just transforms. And we don't even realize all of the things that we are carrying around, all of those stories I work in mental health. I have my own story, but I hear stories of suffering all day long and I carry them with me, whether I like it or not. And so I know it's super important for me to do grounding techniques, such as maybe when I get home from work, put my feet in the earth, in the dirt, take my shoes and socks off and say, Whosever energy does not belong to me, I return to its center. I give that energy back to the earth. And a few minutes later, I feel better. I feel lighter. But when it's 
my own memory, my own emotion that I'm shifting through, that's a little different. Depending on the type of anxiety I'm, that's happening, or maybe it's uncertainty, or maybe it is anger. I know there is a memory attached to it. And like I said, I will ask, universe, show me what it is. And it shows me pretty quickly. And I've been super surprised by things that have come up that I have completely forgotten about. For example, one day I woke up angry. I have no reason to be angry. I have a great life, have great friends, blah, 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 resources. But, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to walk my dog. I walked her for an hour came back home and I was still pissed off. Like I probably had high blood pressure. I was so angry and I normally don't get angry. My thing is more anxious, you know, procrastination, perfectionism. Anger is usually not my thing. Frustration, overwhelm, yes, but anger, just feeling like so mad where your blood is boiling. Mm, that is usually not me. So it was super frustrating that this anger would not go away. And so my housekeeper happened to be home and I told her what was going on. And as she's leaving, she said, Christine, I'm here to help you if you need anything. Just call me. And then she laughed. And then she said that word help. Hmm. So again... 30 minutes later, I'm still mad. And then I just go, universe, show me what it is. And then 30 minutes to an hour later, a memory popped up of my mother. How I got stranded in another state and I couldn't get back to Texas. I was worried. I didn't have enough gas in my car. And I called my mom to tell her what's going on, and all she did was scream at me. I was 19 years old, scared, and all she did was scream at me. And that memory popped up, and I said, well, no wonder I don't ask for help, because it was never validated, it was never okay. In fact, it was argued with So I grieved that and I said, okay, I'm going to start asking for help because people want to help people, right? We think people, we don't want to bother them. You know, they're busy. We don't want to ask for anything, but people genuinely want to help others and everybody needs help with something. We don't talk about it though. So I said, I'm going to ask people for help. And what's interesting is the universe said, okay, we'll do this. A couple days later, I went to work and I did something I haven't done in many years. I forgot my badge. I forgot the hospital badge that lets me in different doors, psychiatric units. I forgot my badge. Nothing is an accident, my friends, because... That day, I had to ask for help. Hey, can you let me in this? Can you? Sorry, I forgot my badge. But what's really cool is I was able to interact with 
staff members I'd never met before or never seen before. I <laughs> interacted with people that could help me and the risk quote, the risk quote, I didn't even know them. And they helped me. They were genuine. They were kind. And it showed me that this world is good. The things I went through childhood, not good. But moving forward, this world is really good. And so I'm grateful for that memory coming up. I'm grateful that I was stranded when I was 19 in another state. I am grateful for my mother screaming at me. Why is that? Because I know I had to experience those things to find my purpose, to find why I'm here on this earth, to find my joy, to find my satisfaction, to find my fulfillment, to find me. Thank you to all the listeners of How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. If you want to know more about me and hear crazy family stories, hop on over to the podcast I make with my sister. It's called The Family Burrito. My sister, Jessie, and I made the podcast after our dad died in March of 2021. We did it as a way to heal our childhood wounds. Now we are healing and now we're having a good time. So if you want to hear more stories, crazy sense of humor, and get to know my personality a little bit better, hop on over to The Family Burrito anywhere you get your podcast streaming.